1: Welcome to A to Z Sports Prime Time from the Superbook Sports Studios. I'm your host Buck Rising, and I'm proud as always to be presented to you by the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage, GaryAshton.com. Your dream address without the stress—that's where you go to get the intel edge you need to succeed. GaryAshton.com is the best in the business. True, True, Mav Fitness a New way to work out, a better way to work out, the best possible workout that you will find in Middle Tennessee. So many options with so many different choices. TrueMav offers you the best package for your price point with so many different membership availabilities. At TrueMavFitness.com, your first workout also as a Middle Tennessee resident is free. And Superbook Sports. Download the Superbook app today. Wager on the NBA, the NHL, the XFL, and so much more superbook.com for terms and conditions. So there's a lot of different ways to look at this. Josh Sabata says thought Buck would be on an Indiana hangover still after the win. I will say I was an adult last night. I, uh, you know, we watched the Indiana game at my house. I had a thought that I might go out afterwards to celebrate and mostly, you know, FaceTime Purdue fans who were in my life and talk shit and, uh, you know, do all kinds of reckless things. But instead, I was an adult. I stayed in because I knew I had a big day and a big week uh, to get through it. And also, uh, people that I was with were not interested in going out for me to just act like a degenerate after my basketball team won. So either way, we're here and we're talking about the Titans. Um, For this team right now, where it's at, this franchise as a whole, there's a couple of different conversations that you're going to have. Is it a rebuild in the sense of tear it down from, you know, right down to the baseboards? This thing needs to be blowed up because of how far away it's gotten from being a truly competitive entity, right? We, we don't need to relitigate last season, but obviously in the last couple of seasons, they've gotten further and further away from the heights that they reached in the AFC championship. Or is it a remodel, right? Closer to the idea of, there are some pieces in place here. There are some things that they could get under contract and set themselves well up for the future. Um, and it's just a matter of okay, how far away are you from getting back to the place that you think you want to be with the pieces and parts that you may have in play right now? A remodel versus a flat-out rebuild. And some of you guys may have uh, some of you guys may have differing opinions on that. I imagine that's going to be the case. Uh, Buck, uh, MB says, Buck, are you asking us for a prediction or your, or our opinions on what should happen? Well, I haven't asked you anything yet, MB, but I appreciate your, uh, enthusiasm for the two rivers, Ford take, let us do it this way on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch in the comment section. If you would be so kind, let me know how you would describe where the Titans are right now or where they need to go. Is it a rebuild for the Titans? Or is it a remodel at this point? Give me your response on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and on Twitch. We will talk about it together. It is your Two Rivers Ford take, and it is always presented by our fine friends at Two Rivers Ford. Go to Two Rivers Ford right now for the best 2023 American-made Ford vehicles and award-winning customer service that you cannot top. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet, where they always sell all new non-specialty Ford vehicles below MSRP. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. So what are we talking about right now with the Titans? Is this, in fact, a rebuild or a remodel given the parts and pieces in place? I think you could debate the merits of both of those things. I think. It is a team that could really, and I was listening to a really interesting podcast, which is kind of what made, gave me the idea for this. I was listening to the athletic football Show. It was Robert Mays and Nate Tice, and they were kind of using the Titans as a case study for, okay, how far away are you actually, even though it's clear and obvious that you need a legitimate kind of like refresh. Now, I'm not trying to throw another reword in there for you, but remodel, rebuild, those are the, those are the prisms that we're working through right now because you understand the difference between the two (laughs) Miko sippy with probably the best comment that we're going to see tonight. We need receivers. (laughs) I, I don't think I'm going to do any better than that. Miko. I think Miko may Miko may have had the best comment for the week and it's only Sunday night. we got a whole combine to do yet. So that's, that's pretty up there, but yes, receivers, but can you rebuild? Do you need to rebuild with receivers this year? Or can you retool this thing, tinker it around and get, receivers that are functional at this point that can get you back to a place where you need to be. And how, how long off is that, right? How many, how many off seasons is it going to take to do both at this point? Jeff Roberts says you get the love of the show. Zach, Zach never showed me how to do that. Um, And now that I have less control over the shows than I ever have, because Robert and before him Reed are back there making this whole thing go, I don't know how to do that, Jeff, but uh, yes, in fact, it's probably the best comment that we're going to see. Today, but best comments is Chris Frazier been saying that all year. I know, I know. But here's the thing, okay? For me, given given what we know about the Titans, right? Given what we know about the coaching staff, given what we know about the roster, it is hard to for me to envision a situation where they say straight tear it down. Right? It is a difficult proposition to do that given Mike Vrabel's general approach to the competitiveness of his football team and the idea that you guys are going to check out, a lot of people are going to check out. I know there's some diehard fans who want this. I know a lot of you who are economical about these things, practical about these things, are saying, yes, it's in their best interest to just tank in 2023, get the best possible situation for a better quarterback draft and keep it going. Um, I think though, when you talk about the uh when you talk about the circumstance for the Titans, it makes more sense for it to be this premise of a remodel, right? And I don't think anybody has articulated that as well as our friend Diana Rossini did last week on ESPN.
0: Where are the Titans headed here? They cut loose Taylor Lewan and Robert Woods yesterday. Very curious as to who their quarterback's going to be. Yeah. Is are they in the rebuild mode here? What where are they at? phasing it, I guess, was the way I would put it. Right. Um, th- when I hear rebuild, I feel like that means they're just going to knock this whole thing down and lose all year. That That's ne- that's never going to happen in, in the way they run that team. There's no way they're going to just, um, you know, put together a roster of players that that aren't good just to try to work towards the future. No way. That said, look at these guys that they just cut. Taylor LeJuan, who's not healthy, bloated contracts. Robert Woods, bad signing.
1: Zach Cunningham. Bad,
0: is it right? Just really you know older guys veterans w- who have big cap hits um so i think the future is, is is younger and look this is this is obviously a mike vrabel built team and where does mike vrabel come from new england and what do they do in new england they get rid of old players right mm-hmm. they move on they go younger um and cheaper and, and i think that is going to be part of this what I'll use your word: rebuild, uh, rephase, restructure of this of this team, and and I do think it's gonna be interesting to see what they do at Ryan Tannehill, right? That he he is a he's a quarterback that I know teams are keeping an eye on in terms of seeing if maybe the Titans would be open for business to trade for him, um, and then of course, Derrick Henry, right? W- what what's the future of Derrick Henry in Tennessee? Do they want to stick with this type of offense that we're seeing with him being obviously the, the the center of it, the nucleus of it? Or do they want to move it in a different direction? I think that's going to be something we're to keep an eye on. On top of, you have a brand new GM. I, you know, what's this dynamic going to be? This These aren't two guys who've known each other for 15, 20 years, running the same circles. They, they were arranged. This was put together. Yeah. Right? So how does that work in terms of vision? New England Patriot way type guys aren't always the easiest.
1: <laughs> well, that's that said like somebody who's had to work with Mike Vrabel before. That's Diana Rossini last week on ESPN. So it's not a rebuild, and they're not going to do the rebuild type thing. They're not going to just tear it down to try and build it back up later. Now, here's the thing. You can look at this uh, and say, all right, so what is a remodel necessarily constitute of? And I'll explain that here in just a second. Right after I remind you that the primetime show is presented by Superbook Sports. Download the Superbook app today, and they'll match your first bet up to $1,000. Win or lose, there is no better place for you to wager on your favorite major sports than the Superbook Sports app. If you've been paying attention to basketball at all this weekend, either college or pro, it's been an exceptional weekend of basketball, and it can only get better if you are in on the action. They've got the best odds, Bruce, and promo bets around, so download the Superbook Sports app Go to Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling tro- uh, gambling problem called the Tennessee Red Line. 1-800-889-9789. Uh, so, I think that when you talk about the idea of a remodel versus a rebuild, well, what does that necessarily constitute given the Titans? Well, Christian Fulton, Roger McCreary, Kevin Byer, and Amani Hooker. All four of those players in your secondary are under contract and Elijah Molden. So let's say five, even though Molden, you know, you forget about him a little bit because of how little he played last year. Uh, I think that the circumstance, so let's, let's just look at the secondary, secondary, starting secondary, you've got in place, three of them are on rookie contracts, right? McCreary, Fulton, and, uh, and Molden. You have the other two under contract already in ways that are fairly cost-effective even though Kevin Byers on a, uh, a larger contract, still manageable at this point. Jeff Simmons is still under contract, but you'll need to get an extension done with him, and that's a big part of this. The rest of the roster uh, beyond Harold Landry is a little bit in flux. On the offensive side of the ball, it's I think you can take these things kind of piecemeal, right? It can be a rebuild, and an almost total rebuild on the offensive side of the football. Although, unless that involves changing the quarterback, I don't necessarily think that I would go down that route. I think if Ryan Tannehill is the option that they stick with in 2023, that to me indicates more remodel with trying to win with a quarterback who you know is going to keep you too competitive if your goal is to in fact tank. Now the idea of keeping a, a quarterback on the roster with a 38 or 36 next year, 36 million dollar cap hit just to mess around and win 7 games again, that may not be worth it to you, right? But unless you're totally sold on the idea of quarterbacks in this draft, Ryan Tannehill is probably the thing that makes the most logistical sense. Or you could, in theory, kind of act not actively tank, but passively tank, start Malik Willis, do the Jalen Hurts thing, go out and trade for, wait for Ryan Tannehill to come off the books post-June 1. Wait for Bud Dupree to come off the books post-June 1. Then you go about the strategy of a team like the Dolphins or, uh, you know, the Raiders trading for a a future expensive wide receiver. Let Malik play this thing out. Draft a left tackle at 11. Don't worry about the quarterback draft this year and move forward with a Malik prove it year. And okay, we'll put some pieces around him. If he can succeed, succeed with these things, great. If not, we'll be ready for the next guy. And we'll have the larger part of our roster in place for a rookie quarterback to win on an inexpensive deal. There's a variety of different ways that you can look at that. That one, honestly, the more that I talk about it out loud, that one seems to be the most appealing to me, even as I hate the idea of a passive tanking season. But it kind of avoids the tanking, you know, the stigma that comes with an active tank allows you to get an opportunity, truly, of a guy that you invested, not a crazy not crazy draft capital in and Malik, but a third round pick. Um, and then if not, and it goes to hell, then you, uh, then you have a situation where you can be in the Caleb Williams, uh, draft next year and some other quarterbacks who are going to be of uh, great intrigue, the North Carolina quarterback. There's a couple of, uh, bigger names that lie beyond this particular draft, even though this one is an improvement upon last year's. So I think all of those things come into play. Uh, Miko says I like Dobbs over Malik but again it it's not about like it's not about 2023 if you start Malik. If you start Malik, it's just about bleep it. We'll see what we got. We'll put, we'll put the best possible team around him. We'll offload the veteran quarterback contract and we'll get that money back on our books. Well, I mean, they theoretically if they waited until after June 1st to designate let's say Bud Ben Jones, and Ryan Tannehill. They'd have about $30 million worth of cap space on their hands. They can do some da- legitimate damage with that. And again, talking about these wide receiver trades, it, T. Higgins is an example that you guys like to send me. You could totally trade for T. Higgins, sign him to a big extension, roll with the quarterback situation that you've got, figure it out in 2023, and if it goes poorly, get in on the quarterback draft in 2024. I know that's not a way uh, a lot of uh, – a lot of you guys want to look at it, but it is kind of an interesting perspective that you need to consider and one that Dobbs does not factor into. Dobbs, I mean, you're if you start Malik, you're not actively trying to be competitive. You're passively trying to be competitive and telling everybody that you're actively trying to be competitive. Anyway, it's a different conversation when one will uh, will certainly talk about more at the Combine this week. Now, trade options. You theoretically could trade up for a quarterback this year. You're sitting at 11 overall. It's not, I mean, it would cost to get up into this year's draft, especially given that you'll have to leapfrog two other teams in the AFC South to theoretically land your quarterback this year. But we can talk about who you would be more comfortable seeing them trade up for. Would it be Bryce Young or would it be C.J. Stroud? Those are the two names who I think are really only on the table for the purposes of this discussion. So, Stroud or Young, tell me who you'd be more comfortable seeing them trade up for. We'll talk about it together right after I tell you that the primetime show is presented by the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage. GaryAshton.com is where you go for your dream address without the stress. The Intel Edge you need to succeed can be found with the favorite team or the team that your favorite teams trust. That's GaryAshton.com. They'll get you the Intel Edge you need to sell your home without any showings or staging to buy your next home while you sell your current one in this red-hot Nashville real estate market to win the buyer battle and cash in on your home equity now. Like I said, trust the team that your favorite teams trust, the team that got me my dream address without stress. I've been in my, in my house almost four years. Couldn't be happier. The return on investment for my property has been spectacular. It's all thanks to that intel that Gary Ashton can provide. So, Stroud or Young? Who would you be more comfortable trading up for? Maurice Perry says Stroud. Uh, Let's see. Young, he's bulking up, says Daddy Hot Drops. I'll say the young one, says William Kevin on Facebook Live. Chris Flint says, I'm starting to trend towards Richardson. No. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul if you trade up in this year's draft to go get Anthony Richardson. Under no circumstances, if you are starting to trend that way, Chris, let me do my utter damnedest to get you to go in the opposite direction. That is nonsense. I would be sick to my stomach if they did that. I don't even care about the Titans like you guys do. It's just my job to be here. It would be the idea of theoretically having two Malik Willises on the roster, and that is not something that I can find tenable in any way shape or form right now Chris repent it's not too late convince yourself otherwise Anthony Richardson is not the path to go down you can do better than this uh it's Pandy just says Lamar Jackson I mean it's gonna be it's gonna be a uh it's gonna be an interesting way to play it out Chris Flint says not trade up so at 11 you would take Anthony Richardson even worse honestly that's even more offensive to me that's even more offensive to me that you would take Anthony Richardson, the biggest project of any of these, uh, of any of these quarterbacks that we're talking about, the biggest projection of any of these quarterbacks that we're talking about. Instead of drafting a left tackle, you wouldn't even trade up for the better quarterback. You'd take the worst possible one at 11 overall. I would be sick. Logan Wood said I personally mind wouldn't mind Will Levis. Then. you must have not watched Kentucky play this year, sir. Um, I have no idea what I will. What, Robert said something to me earlier about he could be. You know, he could be Carson Wentz for, for all you know. You have no idea what Will Will Levis is. You have no idea what Anthony Richardson is. You shouldn't want either of those things because you're trying to win football games and projections is not what you're doing right now. SCP says Anthony Richardson could be Cam Newton. No, he's already not. He's ar- We're going to do a whole Anthony Richardson show tomorrow, by the way, because Greg Cosell said some really interesting stuff about him on our podcast last week, uh, which we will play for you on tomorrow's show. And you can also go ahead and... Uh, you can also check out the podcast ahead of time and prepare yourself for the Anthony Richardson discussion. You know, you can't say he could be Cam Newton because Cam Newton was Cam Newton in college. Anthony Richardson is Anthony Richardson was barely Malik Willis in college. You know what I'm saying? Like that, it's not that, that honestly might be the, and it's, you know, I'm not, it's not an attack. It's not a personal, you know, I'm not coming after you personally. I'm saying that p- particular opinion may be the most ridiculous opinion I've heard about this quarterback draft. At all. Nobody is making the Anthony Richardson comparison to Cam News. Just because he's big and just because he's athletic doesn't make him Cam. I, oof, that's, that, oh, God, just brutal. Uh, I, uh, yeah, we're not doing this. Uh, we're not, we're not doing the Anthony Richardson. We'll do the Anthony Richardson show tomorrow. But the only one that I would be comfortable seeing them trade up to number one because they would have to go to number one, the only one I would be good with is Bryce Young. How do you kind of process? the progress that he's made
2: well i love bryce young's tape um and i've been very fortunate you know and so maybe i'm biased but i've been very fortunate to to get to know him and his family and he's a truly special kid so i you know that needs to be said but just looking at his tape uh i watched his tape before i got to know him you know reasonably well and his tape is is really really good the discussion with bryce young and I've talked to people about it, is is going to be his size. And, you know, at a different position, we had the same discussion about Devonta Smith a couple of years ago. But Bryce Young will probably be 5'11 and a half. And, you know, maybe he's through work, you know, leading up to the combine, he's gotten to 200 pounds, but he's not going to be 215. So you're dealing from a size perspective with an exception, okay? And different teams will have different views about that. But as a player he is really, really good. He's got tremendous field vision. He's got a very refined feel for eliminating what's not there and isolating where to go with the football, quick, decisive processing. He throws with timing. He throws with anticipation. He'll throw it into voids and windows. Um, I think he has a phenomenal feel for space and spatial awareness. He manages and works within the pocket really, really effectively. He just has natural, easy movement to find space to deliver. Um, He's got really good pocket movement. He's got functional mobility. Um, You know, one of the things that stood out is he's he's got the quick answers versus blitz. He is mentally aware. He's decisive. And keep in mind... That Bill O'Brien, who's a very demanding coach, and I know that for a fact, he allowed Bryce Young to make decisions at the line of scrimmage because Bryce Young is capable of doing that. So you're dealing with a guy who's a high level quarterback prospect, other than the fact that he's probably going to come in at less than six feet and in the 200 pound range. And I don't have an answer for how teams will speak to that. I. Someone asked me, you know, would I draft Bryce Young? And I think I would.
1: Yeah. So that is Greg Cosell talking about Bryce Young. And that is the really the only quarterback in this year's draft that I would be comfortable with them trading up for. If you think that's your guy, go and get him. I still think at that point you're having to figure out a lot of offensive line problems and to pass on left tackles in this draft is tough because the left tackle market in free agency is absolute ass. You cannot uh you cannot I mean the the even even remotely the ones worth paying they're all right tackles this year. The the veteran offensive line market in this year's free agency is hot trash. So, I'm still in favor largely of drafting the left tackle at 11 and uh and figuring out the uh you know, figuring out everything else in the future, whether that's Tannehill, whether that's Malik and, uh, you know, potentially a rookie quarterback in 2024, but there's so much wrong with this roster right now that sacrificing draft capital would be tough, um, at a position that is, you know, you want to make sure that he's in a good position to succeed if you do draft that quarterback. And right now, if you were to give up assets that could be used to help the quarterback on Bryce Young and drop him into a bad situation, Those things have the potential. In fact, more often than not, do they go sideways with rookie quarterbacks given the uh, geographical difficulties of bad football teams? Devin Mills says, absolute ass. Yes, that is exactly what it is. The free agent left tackle market is absolute ass, and you cannot tell me otherwise. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Go O-line hot and heavy, says daddy hot drops. Uh, Wide receiver O-line, cornerback one, says Chris Frazier. I mean, you know, I don't think that Christian Fulton's not cornerback one. I think the uh I think that the I think that he's just not been healthy. I don't think there's any uh, Christian Fulton's been more than more than an above average player when he's right. It's just last year, you know, like so many other players, wasn't available. Uh Stroud, Young, Levis, Richardson is how SCP would stack them. Uh Brian Badillo said I would take a chance on Isaiah Wynn and Andre Dillard. The, that's I mean, Isaiah Wynn, you're gonna pay Isaiah Wynn? Like, I just I don't I don't envision a circumstance where they where they do that given what given what is available to them. Why would you do the worst thing at left tackle and potentially make put yourself in worst worst draft position to draft a quarterback next year um, by being more competitive than you have any business being if you're just going to do a plug and play like one year deal on an Isaiah Wynn or Andre Dillard. I don't I really uh, as opposed to those options I don't like that at all. Um, All right, let's move on. And let us do, this is a free site, the best thing that I saw on the internet this week. On Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch, that's how you can interact. Uh, of course, as the uh, as the conversation goes, the way that we're going to do this is uh, this. What was the best thing in sports? What, what was the best sporting event you watched this week? Because Tennessee got a big win over South Carolina. Um, You know, I'm biased, but Indiana beat sweeping Purdue is huge for me. If not, like, I don't care if they win another tournament game. They've already won my Super Bowl twice this year. I don't care beyond that. The NBA was great this weekend. What was your favorite sport? The Preds are absolutely kicking ass right now, even though David Poyle just announced his retirement and they're sitting players who they're planning on trading, which is kind of crazy to think about. We're going to talk about the Preds situation on the radio show tomorrow, by the way. We'll have a lot of coverage there before we pivot into draft week. But what was the best thing you saw in sports this week? At Nashville SC, back on the pitch, getting a 2-0 win over New York in their season opener. Brian Badillo says the XFL. uh, He's asking if anybody's watching it. I personally am not, but, you know, uh, I know plenty of people are at this point. Uh, I'm going to ask one more time, says Major Keys Buck. What was the T on the potential? I didn't get any text about trades. I don't know. That's not... um, there was no conversations about trades that I was having last week. So I'm not sure what your uh I'm not sure where you got that from. But either way, spring train spring training, baseball right around the corner for those of you who are interested in baseball, not me in particular, but that's fine. In the meantime, while you tell me what the best sporting event that you watched this weekend was, uh, I will tell you that the best place that you will go for a workout is true math fitness in the gulch. Math Fitness always has the best possible workouts for you. No workout is ever repeated or recycled with their group classes. They're boot camp style, they're about 40 minutes long, they're efficient, they're effective, and they will help you achieve the workout goals that you seek. They helped me lose 52 pounds, and I couldn't be more grateful for the work at Math Fitness. We did the polar plunge this weekend. Got a lot of got a lot of compliment. Now I, I didn't intend. Uh, I wasn't trying to flex on them with the, with the cutoff this week at the polar plunge, but it ended up working out. Okay. Shout out to True math fitness and the Gulf. So if you want to accomplish your goals, go to true and you can get your first workout free as producer, Robert shakes his head, uh, in disappointment at me in the background. It's fine. You're in the shadows. Nobody, nobody can hear your frustration. They're just going to have to live with me being pretentious about it. Uh, so buck is lean now. So saying, well, hey, listen, true math, baby. Uh, get on it. um, so, I think that the uh, I think that <laughs> people are getting bent out of shape because, uh, um, because of the uh, the text message last week. Yeah, I I told you I you know it's something that I would uh, I would look forward to. I don't have any kind of time frame on it for you, but it was just a text I happened to get last week, and at this point, nothing uh, no movement on that. Keep you updated when there is. Meanwhile. The best thing that I saw this weekend was Joel Embiid. Now, Joel Embiid lost this weekend. They played; it was the Celtics and the Sixers on Saturday night. Jason Tatum had an incredible late game surge. Jalen Brown was largely carrying them through the uh, through the majority of the four or uh, of the uh, of the half, uh, of, or rather four quarters in uh, in the NBA. That they were uh, that they it was a great game in the Eastern Conference. The Celtics are one of the best teams in basketball. Obviously, Philadelphia is highly competitive as well jay jason tatum got the game winner but joel Embiid almost damn near did and i think that joel Embiid, in a loss did a more impressive thing athletically than anything that i saw this weekend this is courtesy of espn inbound inbound to smart bounce pass tatum tatum puts up a three bang jason tatum from downtown 1.3 remaining no timeouts left for
2: And the Celtics win a thriller! They'll have to check it. And beat! We will review this last second shot after the rule, rule on the floor was no basket. Absolutely still in his hands. Replay center confirms the on-floor decision, no basket.
1: It's official. It's just, it's such a batshit crazy shot. Like, I, (laughs) it's such a heartbreaker. And, you know, I mean, Philadelphia was rowdy. It was one of the best NBA environments, like home court environments I've seen all year. A great game, hugely. A lot of great games. Lakers played a really good game. They came back down 27 today. Uh, The Bucs got a really big win without Giannis in the lineup today um in the uh, in the eastern conference there was a lot of good basketball throughout the course of this weekend but Joel Embiid even a loss it's one of the most impressive things that I've seen all right it's gonna do it for us on the primetime show on this Sunday night radio show obviously we don't do Preds talk around here uh, if at all unless something dramatic happens and you know um obviously David Poyle announcing his retirement is going to be a big topic of discussion tomorrow so we'll take your phone calls on that we'll do some more draft stuff as well uh, in that uh, in that, uh, throughout the course of the three hours tomorrow. So from 10 to 1 on 104.5 The Zone, we'll have all of your David Poyle retirement coverage as well as some really good stuff on the quarterbacks. Tomorrow on primetime, we're going to talk about Anthony Richardson because uh, we got some good Greg Cosell stuff for you on that. If you want to get ahead of that conversation and listen to the install with Greg that we did last week, a lot of it was centered around the quarterbacks um three quarterbacks in particular in this draft class we did not discuss will levis for those of you who may be interested so um combine it's going to be a lot of fun we're going to be up there all week tuesday wednesday and thursday we'll do the primetime show from indianapolis radio show tuesday through friday because we will uh, we will have a great time up there in indy as is the case it's the nfl spring break and also it's basically where the league year uh, is decided from a roster standpoint, both the draft and free agency with everybody in town negotiating various deals. So we'll have a great week together um, and looking forward to doing more of these throughout the course of the week. In the meantime, have a great rest of your Sunday evening and I will talk to you tomorrow at some point on the radio show or primetime.
2: Well, are you surprised to hear that? Huh,
1: certainly not. The first year we took it to the limit.